everyone. You're listening to the 107 podcast where we get together every fortnight and sometimes more often to talk about technology, business and the humans in it. I'm your host Ivan Stegic. My guest today on a very special episode of the podcast is DJ Lex Funk. His real name is Alexis Vasquez, but we just call him Lex at the office. He's one of the senior members of the team, a Drupal developer that's been with 10.7 since the days of Adobe Flash and ActionScript. It's a great pleasure to welcome you, Lex, to the podcast. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Adobe, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. I remember you sitting in my office with your DVD of the portfolio of work you had, and amongst it was certainly some Flash. Um, yes, that's true. We're trying to bring it back, but nobody wants it. Nobody seems to want it anymore. I don't know. So you are solely responsible for the music that plays at the beginning of every 10.7 podcast. It's played now, now 74 times in the past. <laughs> um, it's the signature of the 10.7 podcast. We've basically had it since the first episode back in April of 2017. Um, if you remember back then, we actually called it an audio cast. It wasn't a podcast. <laughs> I remember. And uh, yeah. I don't know why we did that. Because um, we weren't all the way in. We were like, do we want to do a podcast? Or I think you know. you're right. We weren't yeah. all the way in. It was five minutes, right? And then <laughs> it was it's not a podcast. Right, right. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we didn't know what it was. We didn't know what it was. Um, and then back then, we had also just started being completely distributed and officeless. So after being you know, a brick and mortar shop for 10 years. So much has changed since we first started. Um, and so this episode feels like it's the right time to change the music of the show as well. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of excited to hear that you wanted uh, a remix, and um, I had a few ideas. Um, but if we go back to, I think, the original track, the uh, I think, so you said April was the first release of the April, podcast, yeah, April. Audiocast. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the original recording was actually done in November of 2016. Um, oh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was uh, something I had worked on during my sabbatical and uh, just had. And when you mentioned that you would want some music, I immediately thought of that track. Oddly enough, the track, <laughs> the track name, I saved it as the whole project name. This is, and this is months before this was ever an idea um the file name is that's what she said <laughs> for no reason i don't know why maybe i was had episodes of the office in the background or something i have maybe. no idea what it was <laughs> but then i was like well that's like a perfect name i'm like he might like this one <laughs> so I, I i think i played it at an in-person for you and um you did. We, we I think we were at um, were we at the library, the Walker Library over on in Uptown. Maybe you played it there. I think so. Yeah, I think that's exactly where I played it. Yeah, I liked I liked the hook right away. Um, what was your original inspiration for that track? 
you said you made it during your sabbatical, so you were kind of taking time off. I'm sure you were playing a lot of music. Um, what, what was the original inspiration? Right. So, yeah, back during the sabbatical, I was kind of treating every day as like a work day to work on music. So I was getting up like 7 a.m., making coffee, going down to the, the basement studio and just working on music all, every morning. Um, and then at night, too. So then, you know, in the afternoons, I would spend time doing whatever else but um i was experimenting a lot with different sorts of like synthesizer sounds and different sort of uh plugins i was just sort of catching up on what was new in ableton live then and uh getting to know um like my equipment a lot better um but Mm. really i was doing a re or watching a lot of youtube tutorials on uh ableton live um learning different mixing techniques and um how to automate sounds um which kind of just sort of led to me this was sort of an experimental track that kind of evolved i guess and um do you have that track that original track handy that you might be able to play yeah. it yep here let me push <laughs> let's, let's hear it let's hear okay. what it sounded like all right here it is So that's, that's, um, I've, you know, I've heard the remixed version of this so many times now, and I've listened to it so many times now that I feel like this track that you just played, which is, you know, played for 74 episodes, it's too fast. (laughs) (laughs) It's too fast. It's too fast. It's weird. I don't know. I mean, it seems too fast now. Yes. It's weird. It's weird. So let's talk about the speed. So you like that's a major component when you're composing music. Like is to decide, okay, how fast is this thing going to be? Right. So, I mean, so one of the techniques I was working on trying to get down was um, like uh, it's it's sort of a ducking side chain effect. Um, on I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah. So I'll explain a little bit. So like uh, the orig- like the synthesized sound. Uh, here, I'll play it for you, this one. You hear how it kind of rises up? Yeah, yeah. And so what, what's happening there is when, it, when it's quiet, that's when the kick drum is hitting. Uh, so here, here it is without the ducking. So it's a lot louder. Um, so when we... When we match that up with the kick drum, or like the drum beat, which is here, it sounds like this. So each one of those bass hits will actually play louder than the synthesizer, and the synthesizer will be turned down, which creates this sort of pulsing effect, audio yeah. effect. Um, and so that was like the one thing that I was trying to just learn how to how to work with that and how, try to make my mixes less muddy. Um, and I don't know, I think we achieved it uh, a little bit. So you can, so you can kind of hear that in the track. And then if we go back to the recording, you can 
kind of hear it doing that, right? So, oh, yeah. And then when it gets to the part where the drums cut off, you can hear that synthesizer play out a lot longer. Yeah, it... It's like it's being amplified on a regular basis. Right, and so that's some automation that is built into uh, Ableton Live that I configured that we can sort of, you can tell different channels to duck out when one one's at a certain volume, and um, that's kind of what I did there. So it's the uh, it's called side-chaining, um, and I've watched too many videos on it, and <laughs> that's what I spend my time doing. <laughs> It's um it's amazing. So there's a there's a vast number of layers in the audio and when you hear the final sound you don't I don't think you appreciate the number of channels and the number of layers that go into putting all of those things together. Right, and that's kind of the idea behind the technique too is like you play certain sounds at a certain time. If you play them all together very loud it it's kind of muddy sounding and you can't differentiate what 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 you should be focusing on. When you first started screwing around with this track back at the end of 2016, um, was there a particular sample or a particular sound that you heard that you started with? Because I, I refer to it as the hook, but that's kind of the, <laughs> the part of the song or the part of the track that um, I kind of think about as being the defining melody or the defining thing that the podcast intro music is. And I guess I wonder if you think it's the same thing or if it started somewhere else. You know, it started somewhere else, definitely. So it started with the drums, just that basic drum loop I had and I just kept that basic drum loop I didn't do anything else with it um, and then I added a, a, just a simple bass line over it yeah that one just a basic bass line um, but I think actually the bass probably came after the, the synthesizer part that I've already played and so I had the drum beat and the bass drum, or in the bass line and the, the synthesizer going. And then I wanted to add one more element, and I wanted it to sound like a rhythm guitar, sort of. I mean, it was still synthesized. Um, but it ended up sounding like this. That's... And that just that's what the that's same. what I refer to as the yeah. hook that melody right. that you have. There. Yeah, and so like that was probably the last part I added that oh. I thought it was something that it needed. I, it was kind of brought it in for what would I guess would be the hook. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't like. I, it was just a, a, a result of trial and error, trying different different rhythms. Um, and not playing so many. I mean, there's a lot of notes, but it's the same note over and over again for the most part. Mm -hmm. So it reminds me of the software development process a little bit, doesn't it? Like it's iterative. Yes, it's iterative. Um, uh, yes, it's uh, like a lot of trial and error and yeah. um, even progressive, I guess. Yeah. Do you have an endpoint you're trying to get to? Like, do you know where you're going? Well, for this particular project, no. I mean, as far as I got is what what we ended up using on the on the podcast. So um, I didn't come back to the project after after that until we wanted to maybe master a few things and switch some levels and 
come up with a better set of sequences for us. But other than that, it's all the same five elements, uh, four elements, really, just the drums, the bass, and a synthesizer sound that is layered itself, and then, um, like, the guitar sound. Does it change? Does it change after you've left the music alone for a month or two? Sometimes I, I often just come back to old stuff and think like, oh, maybe I need to let's listen to that again. Like maybe I'll have an idea of what it could be, and then I, I usually mm. think like, well, this is this is pretty well done. I I, I would suppose, I and mean, it just needs to be sequenced in a way that's maybe more of a song arrangement, but. Uh, for the most part, I usually end up coming back to tracks and just finishing the sequences and not adding too much more and just adjusting levels and mastering it more like that um, rather than adding more elements to it. Mm. Is there a maximum number of elements that you consider, like if you go over this threshold and the number of elements, like that's too many? No, I don't start any projects with any rules, really. It's just really? kind of start with a clean slate usually maybe a simple drum beat uh for depending on the idea um that's one workflow is you lay down just a simple drum beat and kind of start messing around with the keyboard a little bit figure out a chord progression or figure out a bass line you like or figure out some sounds you want to use um maybe some samples uh and then just sort of start trying different things out I think it turned out really well, and it's um, it's it's definitely been something I've enjoyed listening to at the beginning of every podcast. And now that we have a new remix, um, what was your initial reaction when I said, "Hey, what do you think about remixing? Were you inspired by like something different? Like what what were you thinking when I asked you about that?" I was intrigued by it. I definitely wanted to do a remix. Um, immediately when you mentioned it, I did want to go, I wanted to change it up a little bit and make it, like, give it more of, like, a, a Latin vibe, <laughs> like the, at least the drums. And, um, I didn't know I was going to slow it down so much, uh, but that is kind of what I was thinking. But then I think you, you, you let me know maybe... I don't even know when the original text you sent me was. Probably in like August of this yeah, year, twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was at the end of the summer. Yeah, a right. Couple months ago now. And so, and you're like, maybe in uh, what? I think you gave me like maybe in a few weeks. You know, don't you don't need to do it now, but in a few weeks, do it. I think I waited like like two months before I even touched it. Um, but I was thinking about it, and I had ideas. Um, you also had ideas. Um, right, like this Morse code thing that you passed to me. Yeah, and I didn't like when I suggested it to you at first. I was just like, "Oh, this we could use some freshening up, something different, some change." I, I'm gonna ask Lex what he thinks, and he can work on it if he wants to. And then it was about I think a month and a half later. I was um, surfing the web and reading articles, and I uh, discovered a website where you could. Um, give the website text and it would give you the Morse code beep, you know, uh, dots and dashes of that text you gave it. Um, and I thought, what would be the first thing I would put <laughs> in a text box on a site like that? Well, 
about my name. So I put in 107 and I thought, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I'm going to share this with Lex. Maybe he can <laughs> use it somehow. <laughs> right. And um, I, I liked the idea of it. Um, and so I actually took that original audio that you sent me. Mm-hmm. I was able to download the file from the site. I actually recorded it into Ableton. And then I was able to figure out what the dots and dashes were in a MIDI form. Um, nice. So that I could change the pitch of it and uh, change the sound. Uh, and and you of, made it echo too, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. So like, I don't think technically it's a Morse code sound anymore because <laughs> it's a lot more dots and dashes. It's, I don't know. Can you do reverb in um, Morse code? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, I think Morse code is not even eight bit. It's, it's <laughs> right. It's one bit. It's or two yeah. bits. You know. Um, why don't we play the original and then play the remix and then let's talk about the process of what happened in the remix and how we changed it or how you changed it. All right. You want to play the, ori- the original, full original? Yeah. Let's play the first thirty seconds or so. The people are okay. used to. All right. Here that goes. Now the remix, the remix, now remix. the remix. All right, here we go. Here it is. There's a lot going on there, um, <laughs> and I think I think you can feel the essence of the original, and you can still, you know, see that it's different. Definitely Latin flavor remix, absolutely. Like that was the first thing you said that came to mind. Um, definitely, there's that. So, um, also slower, and so let's talk about the beats per minute, like. 125 for the first one, right? Right. Slowed it down. Yeah. Um, What did did we... We ended up at 107, which just felt right. (laughs) Of course it did. (laughs) I mean, it does. Like, I hear, like... I mean, I started with just the drum beat, right? And, and well, first I actually started with the Morse code thing. And I was like, all right, well, let's see what that sounds like over drums. Um, And... Maybe should I play that part? Or you want to hear that? Sure, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So like, it starts off at 125, and then it'll slowly slow down to 107, and it just sort of, kind of clicks into the right speed. I, I here, you listen. 
so like we get down to 107 and it just sort of feels right i don't know <laughs> it was like the right right speed i wanted it it felt like i i wanted the tr- the track to be more laid back and not so in your face so when when this started off at 125 bpm it seemed like it was too much like there would too have been much. a lot going on um and i just did not i don't know i don't know when other people listen to podcasts i mostly listen to them in the mornings and while I'm doing a little bit of work, um, I don't need the theme song to just be right in my face, high energy to start. Mm-hmm. I wanted something a little more laid back. And yeah. I love that you landed on 107. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, so like, I think I worked with 110 for, for quite some time. And then I was like, you know, what's, what's 3 BPM? Make it 107. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And I actually liked it better. Um, and yeah, that's, that's where we ended up. Um, other elements, uh, came after that then. So once we got to that point where we had the Morse code and the beat and we kind of, I kind of knew what, what the speed was, I started bringing in other elements. Um, so we started bringing in the bass part. Yeah. Nice. And then at that point... It's basically the same, it's the same bass line, but then I brought in, um, I got rid of the super layered synthesizer sound. It went back to something more simple, uh, but it's the same chord progression. So it still keeps the same general vibe. And, and then, and then we brought that guitar in, riff. Yeah. And it also comes in much later than the original. Ooh, now teasing us there a little, Lex. <laughs> right. Um, so I guess to start, I wanted to kind of play the like the remixed elements are the the key parts and the the drum beat. The drums, in the Morse yeah. code, and so like we wanted to, I wanted to play that and showcase that before we got into what we're calling, I guess, the hook or like the main riff that is kind of brings both of these mixes together. Together, yeah. Um, so like, you know, I changed a few elements, but there is still some some continuity between both versions. I'm I'm glad you didn't get rid of it. Um, it. It's uh, when I listened to it the first time, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is much slower. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't recognize it. Where's the little guitar-y part? <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. So I think the only edit I had to this whole uh, intro music was to put the volume up on the, I guess what we're calling the hook now, right? The riff. Right. Um, because I, I think, like you said, it really is the thing that connects the first uh, version of the intro music to this remix. Yeah, and I, I think that's, um, I, I think it was actually a good edit because when I listen back to it, I'm like, is it? Yeah, you can't really. It's the main sort of thing. So I, I think I'm, that was a good call. Um, so then I guess yeah, they teased you a little bit with this other sound. So yeah, play that back. 
was something I had put in. The that was that came actually from the original version of the track. Um, there's a whole oh. section that has all sorts of little electric guitar sounding synthesizer riffs um, that I didn't know what to do with them, honestly. So I cut them from the original, and then I brought that one back for the remix. And I thought maybe it's so the podcast intro plays for like what. 30 seconds, seconds usually, yeah, 30, 30 seconds, 40, so like that. to me it was probably too much, um, yeah. but I don't know, I can work it into maybe the outro version uh, where we play that ah, at the end. A longer tail at the end, yeah, yeah that might right. be a good thing, we'll have a little bit of a longer tail, I like that, yeah. Um, but then you keep asking me to make a an EP version of this track, so <laughs> I do, I was so going to ask, that it was my you. next... Yeah. That was my next question. Like, what have you thought about what a full-length EP of this, I have, song, of this I track mean, looks like? Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of got the base, right? Like, I gave you a minute 30 version that's probably too long. You won't use the whole thing. Um, but I think I could come up with some some sort of arrangement that is a little bit longer that should satisfy your needs. Thank you. For like four or five minutes worth? <laughs> five minutes. However long you want, man. Yeah, four or five minutes. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell me uh, tell me something that um, I just thought of right now. How do you feel about open source music? Open source music. Yeah, because, I mean, we, we spend our lives building code that's based on open source technology for our clients. We, you know, contribute back into the community with things that are open source, but I don't think we've ever really talked about open source audio and open source sound. Um, what are your feelings on that? I, I guess I don't have many thoughts about it. I, I've never thought about open sourcing the music part. Like, there's things out there that you can open source uh, the creation, the ability to give everyone the tools that they need to make music. But the music itself usually isn't open source every i mean everything's highly licensed now anyway right like right do you think taylor swift would ever come out with an open source album uh, i i don't know like what and what does that look like is it a free download is Maybe. it um is it all of the components of the whole sound i mean i guess that's um, sort of an idea like when you look at somebody like chance the rapper he released all of his music for free and then no, he, he did. Just did shows and made made money doing touring, or um, didn't um, Moby put right. all of his music online? Not all of his whole library, Not but all, a no. pretty pretty large chunk of his library online, and uh, allowed people to use it in um, other creative works. So that's right. That's right. So I guess and, it's and been so done guess- before. It has been done before, and I suppose the only reason why you might not open source the music is because of the licensing agreements, right? Because right. you can't then make money off of the streaming by other parties. Exactly. You have to go the touring route and the performance route by actually earning dollars from that. Um, it Didn't Beck do something like release an album that never had anyone play any of the songs? They He released like the the music and the and the notes and then you could play the play the album yourself and it would be however you interpreted the the, uh, the I track. do not know I uh, I'm not sure I haven't 
heard of that one. Um, but that sounds Maybe like it wasn't a, Beck. Sounds like a Beck thing to do. I know he's yeah. done other things like. Or a lot of artists too, um, they'll come out with like sample packs, or producers will come out with sample packs that, you know, you can make money on them sometimes, but other times they're just sort of free, and they're like, this is kind of a set of sounds I used to create a few projects, and that kind of thing happens a lot. Um, I guess the there isn't sort of like like when you open source code, like people are using GitHub, they're using something that um, that's kind of like a place where everyone goes right right most, most of the open sourcing is people passing files to each other in forums and that kind 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 of thing and ch- and changes the ability to change the sound i suppose that's what the remix is right it's right. you've taken your original and you've um committed some new changes to right the so project file you'll see that too um bands will release stem files of of songs uh, Kelvin Harris released, I think, five acapellas from one of his albums um, in ahead of a big EDM festival and let everyone just remix it and do whatever they wanted with it. Um, so, I mean, it happens, I guess, but it's not as organized as many of the open source projects are, unless I don't know about them. I guess I never decided or thought to go look for open source music. Yeah. It just struck me now as something we should talk about. Really interesting stuff. Um, I love talking about the progression of how this all started and hearing all of the different clips that you played for us today. Um, Thank you from the bottom of my heart for creating the music for the podcast. Thank you for remixing it, um, for changing it. Um, And thank you for spending your time with me today talking about it. Thanks for having me on. Um, what's the next remix going to be? <laughs> what do you think? Well, I, when I feel a change coming on, I will let you know, and you will be the one that tells me about the remix. I, I do think, though, that your idea of having a longer tail, a longer version for the outro, I like that. We should, maybe if you're listening to this podcast, we will have implemented it for the end of this particular episode. Let's do it. Let's do it. Lex is Lex Funk, and you can find him on Twitter as at Lex Funk. You've been listening to the 107 podcast. Find us online at 107.com slash podcast. And if you have a second, do send us a message. We love hearing from you. Our email address is podcast at 107.com. Until next time, this is Ivan Stegich. Thank you for listening. <laughs>